HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Oya, a contemporary Japanese restaurant. For more information, visit OyaRestaurantBoston.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Japanese. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, a food writer and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from our studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every daily and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen zakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people. And I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Takashi Yagiashi, who is the owner of ramen restaurant Sloping Taro in Chicago and Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the best chef of, uh, by Food and Wine magazine in 2000, and the winner of the James Beard Foundation Award for Best Chef Midwest in 2003 for his work at his French restaurant uh, Tribute in Detroit. So today we'll explore his unique path from French chef to ramen master. Hello, Takashi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Akiko-san. Long time no see. <laughs> and you look great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have a great radio face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> right. um, so you're from uh, Mito City in Ibaraki Prefecture in mm-hmm. Tokyo. And when you grew up, uh, did you always want to be a French chef? You know, uh, when I was a high school student and uh, I was very active you know, I did so many different things. And, uh, you know, I wanted to buy a motorcycle. I want to buy my new guitar and because I had a, a rock and roll band and when I was high school. <laughs> oh, wow. So I am always run out of money. And that's why after high school and came home and, you know, I started to work at uh, a neighbor's restaurant. And, but, you know, I never wanted to be a chef. Oh, wow. Yeah, just I thought, you know, that time is, uh, you know, 60s, 70s. All the chefs at the restaurant were so mean, you know, they're going to throw the knife. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, I thought they are totally mean animals. <laughs> okay. And uh, so you studied uh, interior design. Mm-hmm. So that's like a to- completely different direction you were headed. 
Yeah, and the same things that I graduated high school, went to the design school in Tokyo,、mm. and I was working at the restaurant、mm. and because I needed support, because you know, I was、uh, party animals and、uh, <laughs> you know, chasing the girls all the time, so I needed to make money, then I was cooking there and when I that time.、Mm. Yeah. What kind of restaurant did you work at? You know, I Cooked at all different、uh, restaurants and、uh, Japanese Korean grill restaurants and、uh, kapo, that's the small counter、uh, Japanese food restaurants. And,、uh, you know, it's, yeah, I think,、uh, two different, yeah, like that. Yeah.、Mm. So, but, you know, you could have worked at somewhere else, but、uh, the food must be something for you, sounds like. Yeah, and my father passed away already、uh, 25 years ago.、Uh, he was always wanted to have good food because、mm. he loved drinking. So, you know, both my parents worked, and my mother came home sometimes late. Then my father said, Hey, Takashi, let's go out, have a dinner.、Mm. Then he took me some, you know, always he chose a nice restaurant. It's not fancy, but. Food is always good, then he s a y Oh, I'm drinking, starting drinking. You order anything you want to eat. <laughs> I think that's time started it.、Uh, I'm interested about、uh, food.、Mm, that's great. And、uh, but eventually you decided to come to the US.、Mm-hmm. So, how did it happen? Yeah, so basically I was、uh, curious, George, like a <laughs> small monkey. It's always curious about everything.、Uh, when I g r o w n up in the、uh, United States, America was a dream country. I love Hollywood movies. And when I was kids, I started、uh, reading about、uh, all Henleys and all Noble. And、uh, Great Gatsby was one of the favorite、mm. uh, stories. And、uh, music. Uh, all my brothers, to you know, all different、uh, American bands. So, American pop culture was very, very、uh, favorite my thing. So, you know, I wanted to come to the、uh, United States,、uh, stay only two years, and、uh, I was planning to co- go back,、mm. but、uh, I'm still here. Yeah, so lucky for this country. <laughs> oh, come on, oh, thank you. <laughs>、um, but I heard that you were. Kind of invited to this、uh, project, which is to open a Japanese restaurant in Chicago by、uh, someone you worked for in Japan. Right, right. that's true. So I have、uh, some knife skills, you know, not great, but、uh, I have some experience in the restaurant. So, Japanese restaurants in the late、uh, early 80s and late 80s, and a lot of Japanese、uh, restaurants w a s open. Outside of the Chicago, so I came for helping them,、mm-hmm. and I did all different things and working the line, of course, sometimes washing the dishes. I did a sushi helper, and、uh, you know, just I need to do getting into the uh, you know, uh, restaurant business in the United States. So,、mm-hmm. Japanese food is more you know, easy to get in.、Mm-hmm. So, it was the、uh, 1980s. Right. right. So it must be really different to open a restaurant. Not like opening a Japanese restaurant in New York City right now.、Must be really、oh, absolutely. Huge difference there. That's why late career, and、uh, I wanted to cook more serious food than 
and I talk to my owner and my chef. And chef, I'd like to cook more serious food. And mm. uh, that time it's all everything, sushi, skiaki, yakitori, you know, you name it. Mm. We have to do everything. Oh, wow. But I wanted to cook more something focused and mm. uh, more deep something one field. Mm. But uh, my chef told me, hey, Takashi, I'm so sorry that we can't do that because... Nobody understands. Uh. But today, look at it. All <laughs> different. So much fun. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, that's wonderful. But, it, you know, in a way, it turned to be a good opportunity because now you're learning something else which happened to be French. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I say. And uh, after I conversation with my chef and, uh, you know, that time was... Uh, starting that, uh, some chefs are getting to uh, get spotlight, mm. and especially French chefs. Mm. So that's why I feel, oh, oh, okay, maybe I should have started uh, cooking French food. That's why I'm getting to the <laughs> French f- uh, food. Right. But uh, how did you train yourself in uh, French cooking? So, you know, after the, uh, several years I was working in Japanese restaurant, then my boss was so kind and uh, he introduced to the, uh, the other uh, Japanese chef. Uh, his name is uh, Yoshi Katsumura. Mm. And uh, late 80s, he was totally superstar. And his very unique uh, approach is he used that all Japanese ingredients, fish and the vegetable, mm. and the Japanese plates. Oh, and he cook, yeah, he cook, uh, tra- uh, how to say, traditional French food. <laughs> so, you know, he introduced me to starting work there. Mm. So I, I, I learned a lot from him. And unfortunately, he passed away uh, last year. Mm. And I'm so sad that we lost a great, great chef in mm. Chicago. Right, but he's a legend. Yeah. Right. And uh, also you had a job at uh, Foster Umbria restaurant. Mm -hmm. So that was a classic high-end French restaurant? Yeah, actually that time, that restaurant exists more than 25 years. They closed probably five, six years ago. Mm. And uh, I started at 88 as a pastry assistant. Mm. And I never done the pastry, so, and uh, when I got the interview from them, and I told them I have some experience <laughs> about pastry, I totally lie, <laughs> because I thought I cannot get a job, if I be honest. Right. So, and I worked here, uh, you know, two years, and under the Julie Contino, he's a fantastic pastry chef. So after that, I moved back to the uh, kitchen, savory side. Then I became to the uh, chef de cuisine. Yeah, so it was, uh, you know, for me, uh, they give me a lot of opportunity to continue to go into the right directions mm. for me. So there was a foundation of a classic French technique. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. But it's great. For two years, nobody knew you couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Good things that they don't give me any recipe until I learned one thing. So that's a very, you know, strict way, and uh, I learned a lot because these days people give you a recipe first, then mm. you're going to cook from here. They don't do that way. Oh, wow. You're going to tell you what to do, then, you know, I'm going to remember uh, my head and my body physically, you mm. know, doing a lot of same things all the time, 
then you learn one thing, then you say, like, me, okay, Takashi, here's your recipe.、Ah. I love that. Oh, wow. So your body remembers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that's a guarantee to use taste.、Mm-hmm. Right? The goal is to make something good rather than following the recipe. Right. right. Okay. And、uh, so in 1996, you opened your first restaurant tribute near、mm-hmm. Detroit,、uh, which featured a contemporary French cuisine with an eclectic Asian twist. Um, that makes sense because of your background. And in 2003, you were named the James Beard Foundation Award for the Best Chef Midwest. So, first,、uh, why did you choose Detroit? Well,、uh, I was in Umbria、uh, almost nine years. And、uh, that time,、uh, they gave me a lot of、uh, experience. And I went to the,、uh, France twice, and the first time was、uh, Paris. Mm. And a short time, but I, I could work like five, six different、uh, one star Michelin to three star Michelins. Then, second time, I went back to Saint Chetien, that's the、uh, Pierre Daniel.、Mm. He just got the three star in、wow. that time. And then I came back to the United States. Then、uh, they mentioned me that you're going to be、uh, chef de cuisine. Then Continue to work there, then after that, I became to the partner、mm. with the,、uh, Richard Melman, Gabino Sotorino, all these people.、Uh, so, yeah,、right. I was so happy and,、uh, you know,、uh, every day excited to work、uh, there. But one day, and one gentleman called from Detroit,、mm. then asked me to just come and Detroit, look at our restaurants, and、uh, it's going to be unbelievable. <laughs> Then I fly in and look at the restaurant. It's very contemporary.、Mm. Umbria was a very classy, beautiful restaurant, too. Then they told me one thing that you can cook any t- anything you want to cook. So that time, Umbria was a reputation of、uh, fine French classic, a little bit more contemporary. But French cuisine. That is very important to keep that way.、Mm. So, that time I was already, oh, if I you know, mixed up something with my disingredients to my Japanese、mm. things, then.、Right. It sounds be, like a、uh, kaiseki cuisine. You、yeah. cannot touch, you cannot manipulate. Yeah. So, you needed to change. So, then I feel that way, you know, maybe I should move to Detroit, then more, you know. All mixed up things and、uh, more temporary, contemporary things, then、mm. that's why I moved to Detroit.、Then. Okay.、Yeah. Wow. And then,、um, you know, your style、uh, was known for combining French, Asian, and American cuisine. And so、um, that can be seen as fusion、mm-hmm. uh, with some negative connotation if you don't see the, the actual、mm. dishes. So, how did you differentiate yourself、uh, from a fusion chef? Yeah, I, you know, I thought, you know, fusion I, doesn't bother to me anymore. Yeah, probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago, people think that the confusion、mm-hmm. food. And I think these days a change, and、uh, so many food is more confusion these days. So, <laughs> what I did is kind of is pretty normal、mm-hmm. things that if I look back,、uh, you know, I, I really don't, didn't bother to me、mm-hmm. that. You know, and we did so many、uh, James Beard Foundation dinner. We did invite all 
great chef all over the country to tribute, and every year we did, sometimes mm-hmm. twice a year. Mm-hmm. So we have a great chance to, you know, cook in with the, the other chef, then look at the other chef's uh, plates. Mm. Just so advanced and uh, they're so unique, and, uh, you know, I, I feel that I'm the one of them, so mm. I feel, never feel that fusion is not bad food, mm. bad words. I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, everybody's uh, any cuisine in fusion. I think David Chang said that recently yeah. <laughs> in his interview, and I agree totally. Um, but do you have any rules that you know you when you combine different flavors? Do you have any rules? Like I have a uh, one dish I found uh, from Tribute that's uh, mm. black sea bass with somen and the vegetables, and somen of course is a Japanese very delicate thin noodle. So what was the idea, for instance? Be honest with you, I don't remember the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think maybe I braised with the uh, somen and uh, underneath of the fish, something like that. Mm. You know, somen is a very delicate uh, thing, and almost like a Japanese angel hair pasta. Mm. And uh, I think uh, Japanese uh, cooking called newmen, that's mm. the braised somen. Mm-hmm. And maybe I did that way. So it's kind of, uh, it's very, if you want to cook something, black sea bass or even taro fish, mm. and going to be really good matching with the uh, very uh, tender and soft texture of the meat, uh, matching with the, some uh, mm. on the bed of the noodle. So. Right. Yeah, I think uh, so many is more softer than uh, angel mm-hmm. hair. So yeah. that makes sense to me. Right. Okay, and uh, actually I interviewed you for an article in 2004, and you said uh, Japanese cuisine is based on the formula of addition, Mm. and French cuisine is based on the formula of multiplication. Mm. So what do you mean by that? You know, that's the very, uh, I kind of, uh, yeah, I remember that you got an interview from you, then I say that, and, uh, you know, I a little bit regrets that I kind of, I say to a uh, Japanese chef or Japanese cuisine, then you guys not, doesn't have so much flavor about that. Mm. You know, it's, it's not true. And the interesting stuff, interesting things that, uh, what I was uh, starred at uh, Pierre Gagnon, and uh, that times uh, I read about Pierre Gagnon's comment about Japanese food. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked him about what do you think about Japanese food? Then he say, uh, very interesting, but it doesn't uh, feel that flavor-wise doesn't have a wide uh, flavor there and not more I'm looking for more universal uh, flavor and uh, but look at now the Pierre Gagnon he crazy about Japanese food mm. and he has a restaurant in Tokyo and you know he's so much influence from Japanese food mm. and I don't think he's not say that you know I didn't learn anything there but uh, when I was studying there I asked him that you mentioned that uh, kind of he feel that uh, he he should not say that kind okay. of things. So mm. I feel same way. Of course, I'm not comparing the him and me. You know, he much more. He uh, he totally over the crowd. Uh, my you know hero. So, mm. but yeah, but you know, I think I wanted to say that because Japanese food is so focused about you know mm. uh, one things then. 
you repeating discipline with it and you doing over and over some, you know, cuisine is more than 200 years. Mm. But at the same time, they try to improve that, you right. know, each year, each chef. So mm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I, I thought you were talking about different kind of mindsets. So, like you said, uh, Japanese is more purifying or just focusing on mm. one flavor. Yeah. So that it just shines. Because yeah. of uh, such a poor country, we always wanted to utilize every single ingredient yeah. and a part of it. But the French, you know, it's kind of a different mindset. I can't explain how it works, but uh, yeah, it's fascinating that you compare that way. And you combine on the same plate. Mm. Yeah. And uh, so I had a, back then I think I had a, one of your, a James Beard, uh, Beard House dinners. And uh, I, I really like your plating. So do you think it's from your interior designer? You know, yeah, I, I got a lot of questions about this because I went to the uh, design school. Mm-hmm. And I love design. Still now, I, you know, I purchased that, uh, you know, the uh, uh, book from about the interior design to the uh, industrial design. And, oh, you know, I love to you know, watching it and studying still. Mm. But I don't think that uh, I'm learning from them. Maybe somewhere, but, you know, I always think that when you're creating something, I want to make it beautiful Mm. more than, you know, just slapping, you know, the food on the plates. Uh, But I don't want to spend too much time. (laughs) Then, you know, food is get cold and... Or get overcooked or something. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. So um, maybe it's a part of uh, you naturally. You don't even <laughs> think about it. Right. And uh, in 2005, you left Tribute and you opened Okada mm-hmm. in, in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, where you created a contemporary Japanese menu influenced mm. uh, by French cuisine. So it sounds like you turned to Japanese flavors more dramatically. Right. So each a restaurant I moved on, then I'm getting getting more, yeah, Japanese. more Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> right. Why is that? I think it's yeah more interesting about uh, you know Japanese ingredients and uh, technique that, and you know I just cannot stop that going mm. to that directions, right. and. Uh, yeah, still now, and uh, I love to cook sometimes, uh, how to say, cassoulet and, uh, you know, all, you know, classic... French. Uh, yeah, French <laughs> things. Oh, I love to eat. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I just... That's the natural, I think, is going that way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, one of the dishes is a fan from uh, this uh, Okada. It's a baked sweet sake kasu, black mm-hmm. cod, momiso mm. over leaf glaze. It's wow. uh, it's. I remember it's, that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can talk about it a little bit, because it's a French style preparation, mm. but right. the flavors are loaded with Japanese ingredients. Yeah, yeah, totally. That the soybean world. <laughs> mm. Right, the sake kasu it's a byproduct of sake. Yeah, sake leaves, right? Mm-hmm. And the moromiso, which is a fermented mixture of soybean, rice mold cultures, mm. and yeah, it's normally used as dip rather than condiments. So, right. Yeah, it's like a concentrated flavor. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, so you opened another restaurant called Takashi mm-hmm. in Chicago uh, in December 2007. Right. 
And you're the Michelin star.、Mm-hmm. So, what kind of food did you want to cook there? Yeah, unfortunately, we just closed last year. And、uh, so I need to move on. And I think we achieved so many different ways that, as a, a culinary side,、mm-hmm. and we got a Michelin star, we got the second rating from、uh, Zagat、mm-hmm. in Chicago. And, but, you know, financially, we are struggling that. And、uh, probably locations, maybe、I'm, I wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, anyway. And, oh, that was、uh, really bad timing for the economy, too. Yeah, 2008, it's、uh, killed us. But you survived seven years, and the, yeah. Yeah, the older reviews are amazing. So,、yeah. congratulations. Thank you. And,、uh, you know, but problem was I opened a sloping taro a little bit later,、mm. and、uh, I wasn't there as wish as I can. But, you know, Takashi was a very interesting、uh, location. And、uh, small, tiny, only 55 seats.、Mm. Then kitchen was tiny, but you know, I love that.、Mm. You know, everybody shoulder to shoulder, everybody work together. And I do expo and a little bit of garmanje at the same time.、Mm. And、uh, I can see all the plates coming up from kitchen. So basically, when we do busy night,、uh, 120 people and 130, and I Checked all the plates.、Mm. Nothing that's gonna pass me、wow. without I seeing it. So it's very、uh, hands on and. and、uh, personal almost. Yeah, but you know, what I, we didn't do that one thing, like Okada, like a tribute, like Umbria, I didn't do that is、uh, one component, two components less. And try to get the best ingredients we can get that day,、mm. but more simple and straightforward food.、Mm. And not, you know,、uh, how to say,、uh, shortcut, not、right. shortcut.、But. So it sounds like、uh, another step towards Japanese, pure Japanese right. cuisine. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.、Um, right. So、uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, We'll talk about、uh, Takashi's ramen shop, Slopping Taro. So、okay. please stay with us. All right. Today's program is brought to you by Oya, a contemporary Japanese restaurant. Chef Tim and Nancy Cushman opened Oya, a contemporary Japanese restaurant, in March 2007. Since opening, the restaurant has received numerous accolades, including Tim being named Best Chef Northeast by the James Beard Foundation in 2012. Oya was named by the New York Times food critic Frank Bruni as the number one new restaurant in the United States in 2008. Oya is a contemporary Japanese restaurant located in an almost 100 year old fire station in the historic Leather District of Boston. The menu is izakaya style, which consists of a variety of small plates and is designed to encourage exploring a variety of flavors throughout the meal. The extensive menu includes creative nigiri style sushi and sashimi. As well as a variety of cook dishes like luxurious wagyu beef, kurubuta pork, and poulet rouge chicken. A chef's tasting menu or omakase is offered and consists of 17 plus courses. A grand tasting menu is also offered, consisting of 20 plus courses, most of which are designed exclusively for that menu. An extensive list of premium sakes, shochus, and Japanese whiskies are served. For more information, visit oyarestaurantboston.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Meets, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Takashi Yagihashi. 
who is the owner of Japanese noodle restaurant Sloping Toro in Chicago, and Anna Bar, Michigan, and the winner of the James Beard Foundation Award for Best Chef Midwest in 2003 for his excellent job at the French restaurant Tribute in Detroit. So,、um, in 2009, after cooking French Japanese cuisine at the fine dining restaurants, he opened the noodle by Takashi Yagihashi, a quick service restaurant at Macy's in Chicago, which was named、uh, one of the five best noodle shops in America by Bon Appetit magazine. And in November 2011, he opened a Japanese style ramen house called the Slapping Taro, and it's a major shift from fine dining. <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> so, why are you so passionate about noodles? Oh my gosh, this is a big mistake I made in my life. <laughs> But,、uh, you know, when I was kids, and、uh, I was a little bit a、uh, little bit weird kids, but I play baseball, and、uh, when I was、uh, kids, every day I wanted to be a measuring、uh, baseball player one day.、Mm. And,、uh, you know, practice usually finish at four or five, and my mother get, doesn't get home until seven or seven thirty.、Mm. So, my house and my, uh, my school is not far, and I was living in a big city. So, when I'm coming back to my home and walk by, so many different restaurants I have to walk through.、Mm. Then, ramen shop is right there. <laughs> Then I know that I'm too hungry to wait my mother came home.、Right. So, most of the time, I eat ramen or some snack.、Mm. Then, I eat the dinner again. So, I remember that,、uh, you know, so much great flavor and、uh, miso ramen, you know, Sapporo Shio ramen, like、mm. that. <laughs> so, Basically, noodle ramen is my soul food.、Mm. Then that's why you know, my mind is set up there.、Mm. So, you know, we've been talking about how you've been shifted more towards Japanese. So, maybe noodles ramen, these are kind of your symbolic act of cooking Japanese? Yeah. So, interesting stuff that uh, uh, Takashi Restaurant Fine Dining. And、uh, I did that,、uh, published a cookbook, my、uh, noodle by Takashi. Then my server came to me, hey Takashi, why you didn't do that Takashi cooking book? Then you made it the noodle book. And a lot of customers <laughs> asked me, hey, where's the,、uh, your noodle dish in Takashi restaurant? <laughs> we don't do nothing.、Mm. Then we have not busy Sunday brunch every week. Every Sunday,、mm. because my locations, so many、uh, good restaurants do very casual Sunday brunch.、Mm. So then my server suggested to me, Hey, Takashi, why don't you do ramen? Then I said, You gotta be joking. We are Michelin <laughs> star restaurant, then we're gonna do the noodle. Then that's interesting, I thought. Then we did it.、Mm. We have a no PR, nothing.、Mm. Second weeks, boom! <laughs> Holy cow. But what I started it was everything almost handmade. Noodle.、Mm. Yeah. I used a pasta,、uh, pasta, cooker, uh, pasta machine to make everything you know, from scratch. Wow. That's、so, a lot of work. Oh my gosh. That's why I'm saying that I regret that because, you know, third weeks I realized that. You know, I have to come 
five in the morning or six in the morning because I have to start a fresh noodle. Mm. Then Saturday <laughs> night we finish like one thirty, so was killing me. Wow! And how many seats did you have for that restaurant day for the ramen? I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to know how much you had to cook. Um, make a yeah, when we busy time, we did. The, uh, I remember that uh, we have fifty five seats, then we did one sixty. Mm-hmm. That's wow. yeah, that's, that's a lot of noodles. <laughs> then people get started mad because you know stupid ramen. They have to wait like an hour to get mm. you know. So wow, okay. So now you have officially a sloping turtle. Mm-hmm. So what is the concept? Yeah, so that's coming from we learned that, you know, uh, people are uh, hungry about ramen. Mm. And I opened in the message in Chicago, uh, that's before Takashi, mm. and called Noodle by Takashi mm-hmm. at the Macy's uh, noodle shop. And, you know, when we opened, wasn't busy, but every year getting, you know, more people, getting mm. more, you know, so we know that getting getting busy, then Takashi restaurant the Sunday brunch is very busy. Mm. So you know, I thought maybe we should give it a chance that mm. could be happen. So we opened at uh, Sloping Taro, and uh, from day one we get big hit. Right. So the menus are ramen and other any other items on the menu. Right. So. Uh, in Japan, if you go there, most of the ramen is only ramen mm. and very few uh, appetizers. That's like, true. Like, uh, you know, gyoza, right. shumai. And, uh, but I'm very... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to have something more. Mm. When I go to the noodle shop, not just only ramen. I want to have a little bit of appetizers, maybe nice cocktails, nice sake. Mm. And, uh, you know... Uh, then finish with the uh, noodles and also we have a dessert too mm. so kind of more all one package right. sounds like uh, where, that's where your your father used to like mm. spend time fun time relaxing yeah right. yeah but that's true that the Japanese ramen shops in Japan tend to be like um, like I would say pita lugers because <laughs> like, there's no menu and you yeah. sit down very limited uh, you know the onion and tomato salad right yeah, everything is like in and out very quick. Right. And uh, nobody talk, nobody enjoying the music, mm-hmm. just focus about sloping. That's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right. And you have uh, now uh, two locations mm-hmm. in Chicago and in another. Right. And uh, last December, you opened a shop at Macy's mm-hmm. in Manhattan, too. Right. Right. So, yeah. that's great. If, uh, our listeners in New York City wants to taste yours. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little bit different that we do in New York and Chicago, but uh, I think it's, uh, you, you got to try. It's really, really wonderful flavors. Mm. And, yeah. yeah, perfect for the season. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. And uh, what kind of, uh, oh, before that, let me ask this one. So you, um, Sloping Toro earned Michelin's Bib Gurma mm-hmm. status. So what makes your noodles exceptional? Except for, you know, you said uh, you you make by hand. Yeah, so sloping taro, and we have, uh, uh, we imported a noodle machine. Mm. And we make every single day from the scratch. We okay. get the fresh flowers, 
and eggs and everything.、Mm. So we make、um, probably 200 to 300 portions,、mm. and we're going to finish that day or next day.、Mm. So we don't keep that too long,、mm. and you can taste that、uh, you know, uh, pure flour and egg.、Mm. And So, freshness.、Yeah. And、right. what's special about the machine? That's、uh, imported from yeah, Japan. Yeah, that's very expensive. And my、uh, partner was very like, oh my gosh, are you going <laughs> to. But、uh, yeah, you can buy almost like a car. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. And only I have a fear is if break down, what are we going to do?、No. And you know, it takes a time to get、uh, you know, parts and all these things. So、right. I cross my fingers. <laughs> it's more than almost four years, never happening yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's why it's we、expensive. take care of the very maintenance. <laughs>、yeah. Right. So it's a very,、um, I don't know, it's a very special, even special in Japan too. That machine is from.、Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, hard to imagine. <laughs> ah, okay. Should I ask how much? <laughs> oh, I think we spend close to the $30,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds great.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And、uh, why did you name it Sloping Turtle? Sloping Turtle, and actually, this is、uh, my wife named it.、Mm. And、uh, she's pretty good, something sense of the world. And she's been in Japan so many times.、Mm. and But she's an Irish Italian. Okay. Vicious, watch out. <laughs> so、oh, she's listening. She, oh,、uh, okay, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> you know,、uh, Taro in Japan is very lucky animals.、Mm. And they live long life. Right. And they're gentle.、Mm. And they move very slow.、Mm. So it's like slow cooking,、um. gentle. Right. And、uh, good luck for the、uh, long life.、Mm. So, sloping is kind of noodle. We、uh, eat a special technique for eating a noodle.、Mm. So, right. So,、yeah. what is the benefit of sloping? Oh, yeah, you know that. <laughs> so, when you slope, that meaning is you having broth and noodle at the same time.、Mm. So, that's the best way. To eat.、Mm. Yeah, not just separating, just only eating noodle、mm. and having、right. a broth. Yeah, so the, before the liquid drips down, you just h a v e it in your mouth. <laughs> like that. Right. And I think, personally, I think you taste more flavors. Like my palate can sense、mm. more flavors.、Mm. Wow, of because you, you know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> no, I think you breathe in、uh, air from your nose、uh-huh. as well. Right. So,、yeah. you maximize your you know, sense of flavor. The, yeah, the receptors. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my theory. So, well, let's slurp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and、um, so what kind of ramen do you serve at、uh, Slurping Turtle? Okay, and always we try to do some authentic, that something you can have、uh, mm. from Japan and、uh, very typical. Like,、uh, what are we doing right now? It's like、uh, Sapporo Miso Ramen.、Mm. Uh, that's coming from north of Japan, Hokkaido.、Mm. And,、uh, you know, very silky and savory, touch of salty miso and flavors.、Mm. Then we put the chashu, that's the pork berry, sometimes shoulders. Then we put a little bit of corn and scallions and Naruto, that's the fish cake.、Mm. And we put a little bit. 
one of their touch of uh, moyashi, that's the bean sprouts and uh, cabbage. Mm. So it's a very savory, satisfying, very great, rich flavors. Aye. Then we do that sometimes a little bit funky one. Okay. That, yeah. And because we wanted to have a little bit creativity there, mm. not just, you know, importing everything from Japan, we wanted to create something mm. that, uh, that's, that kind of things like uh, we do uh, turkey, we did, uh, you know, Thanksgiving right. week, we did turkey ramen. Okay. Yeah, roasted turkey, turkey mm. breast. Why not? Yeah, we did paitam, uh, that's the white chicken broth. And uh, we did the, uh, with the uh, bok choy and uh, utuya mushrooms. Mm. It was so good, too. That sounds great. Yeah. So <laughs> Thanksgiving, come on, guys, we're going to have ramen now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, I was looking at the menu, and uh, you have a champong mm-hmm. ramen, which yeah. is from the south. Right. Nagasaki. Right. Uh-huh. In Kyushu. So that's the opposite of Hokkaido. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, the champagne is known more for thicker noodles, and like they put everything mm. available. That's called oh, champagne, like that. mixed yeah. up, like pork, scallions, uh-huh. like a fish cake, everything. Right. Um, so I thought it was fascinating to find regional differences mm-hmm. on your menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and also we put a little bit of vinegar and the chili oil and the spicy Asian mustard. Mm. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to go a little bit more south next, maybe, month, like mm. Okinawa ramen. Ah, yeah. that'd be interesting. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, so you keep changing menu. Right. I'm th- thinking about maybe I'm going to start to do is we have uh, 51 uh, prefecture in mm. Japan, right. Tokyo and all. Maybe mm-hmm. I should do once a month and mm. uh, one prefecture. Right. Like a Ibaraki prefecture that's coming from. Mm. You know, I'm going to do special ramen. For right. Oh, that'd be great because yeah. each region has very um, artisanal products. So you right. can use one of those condiments. And yeah. Uh-huh. Right. You know what is the mito is? Uh, what it is? Uh, we have some uh, famous ramen mm. and uh, sautéed chicken liver. With the uh, kabocha. Oh, wow. Yeah, and kind of uh, shoyu ramen, but it's kind of a uh, little bit, almost we put the gravy on the top mm. with the uh, garlic shide. Right. I, I tasted it a couple of times and uh, mm. so good. Sounds like uh, it can be New York Jewish ramen too. <laughs> yeah, right? all right. <laughs> okay. And so how do you predict the future of ramen in this country? Because uh, there's so many of them now, and, but... You know, like, like in Japan, every town is a couple of ramen shops, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. how do you predict? Yeah, I think uh, we're going to do probably two directions. Mm-hmm. One is more authentic Japanese. Uh, somebody going to be always pay attention what's going on in Japan, mm-hmm. then bring it to the United States, then introducing it. Mm-hmm. Or some chef already Chicago we have a couple of uh, great ramen shops like mm. a high five and uh, oyster ramen mm. they are you know uh, American but oh my gosh they're so good they're creating American mind American cultures 
Here's another question. I'm always asked this question too. So, what kind of Japanese noodles or Japanese food do you think will be popular after ramen?、Uh, I don't want to say that because I'm going to open the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. No, just kidding, just kidding. But、uh, I think it's more、uh, definitely more home cooking restaurants.、Mm. That Otoya. That one of the uh, uh, mm. Teishoku, mm-hmm. and I love to go there. Yeah, so, Otoya, I think、yeah. one of my friends said she described it. It's just so Japanese,、mm-hmm. as if、right. you're in Japan. Yeah. And, you know, like、uh, baked fish to、mm-hmm. pickles to、right. tonkatsu to anything,、right. even ramen, but it's so well made. It's like just your mom cooks、right. something、exactly. very nicely.、Uh-huh. Right. I think that kind of the Bajon's restaurant g e t more.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the people understand more、mm-hmm. of the original.、Yeah. Right. And,、uh, okay. and you mentioned your cookbook,、uh, Takashi's Noodles.、Mm-hmm. And what about it? It's like, I think that's a very good, fantastic、uh, noodle book for the introducing that. Like, okay, they're my cookbooks、uh, introducing all different、uh, noodles ramen, soba, udon,、mm. uh, rice noodle. So, if you take a look at it and、uh, you can cook for your you know, day off and、uh, you want to impress some you know, friends,、mm, right. I think it's very introduction of noodle cultures.、Mm. You know, it's not made for the professional people, it's not. But you know, it's good for the,、uh, right. you know, my life to. Yeah, yeah noodles are not supposedly made by chefs, all those grandmothers, grandmothers、mm-hmm. in all over the world, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay, so listeners, that's the book to learn、uh-huh. Takashi's noodles. And、uh, so you have a, also have a sushi catering company? Right. And,、uh, It's called Tabo Sushi by Takashi. Right. And、uh, this is a totally I didn't expect I'm doing it, but a friend of mine owns the store, and、mm. they're from Michigan. And they twist my arms, and、uh, I know you can do it. Then, <laughs> you know. Fortunately, I have a good team、mm. at the restaurants, and I have friends. And,、uh, you know,、uh, so I told them I'm not, you know,、uh, I did a little bit about sushi, but I'm not specializing myself to be a sushi.、Mm. Uh, but, you know, my team and my friends, and okay, let's do it.、Mm. That's why it did happen.、Mm. Okay, so it sounds like、uh, you're more and more Japanese. Yeah,、now. but you know, this type of sushi is very ingredients is so fresh.、Mm. You don't believe me that end of the night or ditch it. Okay. Oh my god, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> We don't use that,、mm. you know, next day at all.、Mm. Basically, you're making、uh, all the sushi、uh, items every two hours.、Mm. Yeah. So, end of the night, we don't sell goodbye. Right,、yeah. or you eat. <laughs> in the kitchen. Right. And、uh, so, as we have talked, you know, in the last 10 years, you changed the focus and the style of your cooking really dramatically from fine dining to,、right. you know, the casual Japanese street food.、Mm-hmm. So, 
what's special about cooking street food compared to fancy food? You know, uh, it's so interesting that because the street food is, of course, it's not potentious. Mm. And uh, I think everybody has a different level. Some, my kids, they're very genuine, good taste, I mean, good palate, because mm. they're so young and they understand that some difference of the salty or sour or however. Mm. You know, I'm getting, everybody getting a little bit old, and we pass that kind of freshness of the palate. But if you show that some, uh, some restaurant doing it, and they're doing some unbelievable things, but that makes my kids make them wow fact? Maybe not, because difficult to understand. If you want to be... For example, if you go to the Met, New York has so much great uh, museum. Mm. If you see some artwork, it's so complicated. If you don't understand so much, doesn't make you cry or doesn't make you emotional. Mm. I think food is almost same. Mm. If you don't get it, you don't get excited about it. So street food is very straightforward. You understand right. so many things. Mm, emotional and triggers your emotions, yeah, memories. You remember that. Right. You know, some restaurant went there, two, three plates were so amazing, mm. but some of the other dishes, I don't get it. Mm. So doesn't get my emotion doesn't kick in. Mm. That kind of things. So that's why I love home cooking and I love street food because mm. street coming to you right. make you cry sometimes. Mm, right. Okay. That's great. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, Takashi. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, please come back. Okay, I will. So, uh, if you would like to know more about Takashi's restaurant listeners, please visit uh, slurpingturtle.com and if you have any questions or comments about the show, please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org and by the way, we recently launched a beautiful new website, so please visit our page, Japan Eats. And Japan Eats is live at 3 p.m. on Mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org, iTunes, and Stitcher Podcasts. And today's show was made possible by Corinne, and our engineer is um, the Jack Inslee. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.